And how I view dreams is I really do think that this is your subconscious directing you to where you want to go. The things that are happening in high school now are like, it's insanity. No. All these little money Twitter kids. He's like a little formal starch. I don't know. This guy yeah. went to the We just chilling, man. He's too corporate for us. This guy went to the fucking copywriting <laughs> school and turned into a square. <laughs> <laughs> Big corporate guy over here. He's got the corporate lights. He's got the corporate, corporate setup, lights. whatever. We're just trying to chill, man. Yeah, dude. We got to come on. We got to get him a little more informal. <laughs> Man, maybe that's what it is. I'm just too. I'm just too strict. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun. What number is this? Twenty-seven. Wow, episode man. twenty-seven. <laughs> Fucking podcast, vets, brah. We've only done ten since we've come back. That's crazy. It's only been ten. But really, before we before we get too far, this is our guest, Mr. Nicholas Verge. This is actually my brother. We're actually, you guys right. are exactly the same. It's actually super funny. It's hilarious. It's super funny. It's hilarious. Um. Yep. But yeah. How did this even come to happen? I think we were talking about a, doing a pod together or something like that. Or He we, had a we, dream. We mentioned it. That's <laughs> true. And then Tell him, he, I he heard called, you had a dream about him me, or said, us or something He said, like Logan, that. I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream. That we were supposed to work together. Yeah. Yeah, like, man. Dude. So how did that happen? What's the dream? I mean, the, the origin is client ascension. Okay. Right? So I'm in client ascension. I work with Daniel. I love Daniel. Shouts out Daniel. Come Daniel on, was our first guest, right? Really? He's your first yeah. guest? Yeah, first yep. guest gotta on give, the pod. Gotta give respect. Put some respect on Coldy Miller's name. Epic Come pod. On. The Miami Milkies and Hinge Funnel pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was in Klein Ascension, <laughs> and I showed up to uh, your guys' coaching call. And uh, then from there, I think I followed you guys on Twitter and just started going through your stuff. I was like, I really fuck with these guys. And I think the big thing that really put you guys on my radar was when you said we're not working with OnlyFans people. Ever. And I was like, I that tweet went off. I respect these boys. I was like, yeah, fuck that Appreciate shit. That. So then what ended up happening is I was on a, on one of the client ascension calls with you. And I was saying, Logan, I had a dream with you and Brian Moncada in it. And it was like the wildest thing, bro. He convinced Brian to bleach his hair blonde. <laughs> and like all of us were on FaceTime with each other. And like all of us had blonde hair. And Logan was just like, ah, like going crazy, <laughs> which isn't too far. I would never truth. do that. Yeah, he totally would do that. <laughs> you see him in person. He actually does that. So I, uh, I told yeah. him about that, and then after that, probably a couple weeks later, um, I got another call for Client Ascension, and dude, it was the night before I had a dream that, like, it, we were talking or something, and how I view dreams is I really do think that this is your subconscious directing you to where you want to go, mm-hmm. and I started the conversation with you guys about launch socials, because I, I looked at it like, yo, I really want help just producing metric fuck tons of content, and... There's no other and person that you go to. Wh- what's that. crazy about that is about two weeks before, I think I mentioned this to you, we were just putting together, you know, a list of people that were, you know, ideally we want to work with these guys. And you were one of those first five people on that list, I you know, after that. talking to you a bunch. And then it just organically happened from your end. There's something there's something there with, with energy or whatever, the dream. You know, <laughs> it's out it's in the like universe that. and it happened. Um, and it's super cool to see. Dude, it's crazy. I'm curious, what was like the criteria for the list? So it's like... The the list was we were starting to do more like just completely hands on stuff again. That's why we're here, and uh, and that's why we're here. We're filming and whatever, and, and stuff. so starting to, uh, starting and whatever to do that and stuff or whatever and something like that. I don't know stuff like whatever. Um, <laughs> and really, it's like okay, number one, people that we fuck with, just like personally. And then number two, like people where it makes sense because there's like a very fine line between like people who are doing well 
And then, like, people where it, like, the pieces make sense for us to really come in and, like, go extremely And, and people that just get it. Yeah. You just understand it. Like, there's a certain amount of, like, proof of concept, but also capacity for us to add a lot of, like, an incremental ROI, but then also, like, somebody who gets it enough to be able to, like, take that and continue growing it so that it's, like, like worth... figure out the parts for themselves and everything. Yeah, yeah. like, somebody who wants to has the capacity for us to help them a lot, but also like the skill set and understanding top to bottom to grow something really big. And we thought that that was, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow some huge shit, trying to grow some huge shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I think too, I um, like just heard little bits and pieces of, of what you had done. Um, people you'd worked with, et cetera. And your and name, I, when I first heard your name, it sounded so familiar. I was like, I know that from somewhere. And I don't know what it was, but there's, some, there's something, there, like, so, something about, like, is. I don't know, I, f- I feel like I had heard it before from somewhere in the copywriting space or, or whatever, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, too, like, I really have a lot of respect for the people that, like, when I first started trying to make money, I, I saw, like, a dropshipping ad, right? And mm. it was like, oh, I'm going to dropship. And then I was like, well, fuck, dude, I'm... 19 and don't have any money at all and like kind of requires some money you know or at least a healthy relationship with money where you're like i'm gonna burn this three grand on ads and like it might work it might not and so then i found like the internet marketing space was like oh shit like i can just put in my time and get paid and so started doing stuff like that i had a couple people i wrote emails for had a couple people i wrote some ads like stuff like that and i just think i have a lot of respect for people that have the the long form sauce because it's pretty hard to lose once you have that. And obviously you have that. How did you get into like, just like, I think not enough people, like I obviously know kind of your, your story, but I don't think enough people know just like, it doesn't have to be super granular, but yeah, I think the best place to start with it would probably be when I graduated high school. So I graduated high school, and I, I'm such a hard-headed son of a bitch. I only applied to one college, and the college had, a, like, a 5% acceptance rate. And it was a it was a military college. It was the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Because I was like, all right, I can get paid to, like, travel around the world and get a free education, and you make, like, a hundred grand your first year on a ship. And I was like, send it. Let's do it. I applied. I got turned down because I have a broken wrist and I have a broken shoulder. And if they're going to pay for your education, they want, like, a prime specimen. <laughs> they don't want any faults in it. So I uh, I was being pressured from my family to go into, like, engineering or go towards something in college. And I just I just didn't want to do it. Like, like I, you know, I didn't want to upset my parents. But at the same time, I was like, I don't like this. And I'm definitely not going to be able to get good grades because I'm not going to show up to shit. Just not going to waste that money. So I took a, a gap year. Gap year, which is really just an excuse for me to crash on my buddy's couch and just sell weed and smoke weed and do psychedelics all the time. And uh, during that time, I was I was going pretty hard on the clothing brand. I thought that that was how I was going to get rich and famous was build like a, a fat clothing brand and, you know, be a designer for like all the best rappers and everything like that. I had yeah. that like vision because we were doing messing around with that in high school and I went pretty hard on it outside of high school. And, you know, that world of easy money from just drug dealing made me realize, okay, this is not a good, this is not good to like base my career on. And I act like I'm making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I made like five grand 
or something like that. So I took all that money. I was five putting grand total or five, like a five month? grand total okay. altogether from all my drug dealings. You were selling shirts too. And so I was up selling the shirts. When people would come by, they'd be like, hey, I want like two grams. And I'd be like, well, gentlemen, why don't you come right over here? And I'd take them to the closet and everything. I'd be like, look at these fine accessories. And they'd be like, man, this is, this is it. Nicholas Virgil. Yeah, Nicholas Virgil designers, you know. And so I would, I would, I would, I would upsell the shirts and everything. And as I started doing that more and more, what really was the first, I think, domino for it was I wanted to figure out, okay, how do I screen print, like getting the logo on the shirt? Like how do I do that and make it as cheap as possible? And so I figured, okay, I need to figure out how to screen print myself. Started getting good at it. My mom ended up one day getting a cold call from a t-shirt printing company that was like, hey, we're new in town. We really want to win your business because she runs a security company with my dad and my stepdad. And, you know, the guy was like, we're new in town. Da, da, da. My mom was just really wanting me to get a job at that point because I think she knew he's making money somehow. There's no way he's making it a good way. And she yeah. was like, well, are you guys looking to hire right now? It's like, yeah, yeah, we need, we need people. And so I went all the way down to Phoenix. First time I think I drove into Phoenix by myself. It was like a 45 to 50 minute drive. It was insane. And I get there and I remember walking in this office and the guy was like, yeah, we're going to get our screen printing equipment in like three months or something. But hey, you ever heard of sales? I was like, no, not really. Like, I mean, I kind of done some stuff like here and there, but I wasn't all that good at it. And so this dude, uh, Gordon Rose, man, he just took me from an absolute beginner child who had no experience in sales really all that much like I, again like I had a little bit from just random little gigs here and there but nothing serious and he just turned me into a machine man like he got me to cold call and like doing like a hundred dials super rapidly without giving a fuck what anyone said like I would get threatened I would get called the worst names in the book and he just he taught me how to have like yeah. iron skin you know and uh Past that, you know, that business ended up not working out. I ended up working hard enough just to kind of fast forward a bit. I worked hard enough to get like an equity position in the company. I basically fired the entire sales team because I was just better than all them. I didn't even know what closing was. I was just the setter and I started closing it. My boss found out about it and was like, uh, why are you doing that? And I was like, I'm not allowed to. He's like, no, 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 that's good. But like, that's not your job. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, I just thought that's what I'm supposed to do. And so what, what year was yeah, that? I must have been 18, 19 at that time. It's interesting how. A lot of people I talk to that significantly exceed a normal sales position or a normal job, et cetera, start in sales at a really young age. You know, I started in car sales. Logan was going door-to-door, -door, doing, like, fitness training stuff, selling fitness training door-to-door. -door. It's crazy. David Ogilvy was selling it, vacuums, know. bro. Yeah, also, yeah. I had my you, telemarketing phase, too. You're, you're, yeah. just railing, you're just railing setter in sales calls at 18. Yeah. It just really teaches you, like, what to expect. I mean, at a super young age. It just teaches you, like, and I really started playing around with this a lot when I was younger. Like, you can just walk up to someone and say anything, and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like, you just walk up to someone and say, I like pancakes really, really a lot. And they would just sit there. <laughs> they would just sit there and be like, okay. So you get rid of that fear of rejection. I think it makes, yeah, I know. I, it, it's it's true. true. It's, it's super true. true. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps you get rid of that fear of rejection. What were you selling? I was t-shirts with a, t -shirts. a, a screen printed logo on the front and the back. So... That business ended up not working out. Like, dude, I mean, I was 18 years old and we got that thing up to, or probably around closer to 19 when we got it to like around 100K a month. And I think I'd gotten like 15 to 20% or something just from how hard I was working, which was sick. And I felt like this, you know, super inflated sense of ego, but long story short, it ended up not working out. I didn't really know much about business and how to like negotiate deals and everything. And so that fell out and I was, you know, forced to realize, oh, there's this thing called saving money that I was awful at and I had no idea how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, you're the same, the same person. person. It's yeah. disgusting. So, so I didn't really save my money all that well, and uh, I was like, I need to go get a job. 
like, holy shit, I'm going from entrepreneurship to like job because entrepreneurship sales, whatever you want to say, you know, I, yeah. I felt like an entrepreneur at that time. You had ownership. Yeah. In equity. Yeah. So I just felt like it because I was making my own schedule. I was doing my own thing. Like I was managing a lot more than just the sales as well. And so I ended up going and getting a job at like a Chick-fil-A during the day because it was literally right across the street from me. And like my logic at the time was like, I'm walking, you know, I'll just bing, bang, boom on the fucking register. It'll be super easy. And then from there, I went to a bar at night and was bar backing and, and busing as well. And man, I was kind of apathetic for a while where I stuck in that phase. It was like, I got my bills paid. I can like buy a video game here and there, buy a book here and there or whatever. And I can just chill out. And eventually I was just like, dude, I cannot deny this itch. I just want to like, I want to do something. I want to build something. And uh, I decided, I think at that time to just start looking into it. I came across a Becker video, which sent me down to Sam Ovens rabbit hole. Was it an ad or just no. recommended? It was just a random video. I don't even remember what it was, but he mentioned Sam Ovens in there. And I was like, that's really interesting. And I just looked up this Sam Ovens guy and watched all of his content. And it made me understand, okay, there's this whole world of like, selling services that I know nothing about. And the first thing I picked was web design. I'm going to go sell websites. So I started like building websites. One thing led to another. Someone said, hey, your writing is really good on this website. And I had at the time gotten a DM from some random Indian guy on, on Instagram who was just like, hello, sir, do you want all courses, $15 or whatever? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm like saving up like three grand for consulting accelerating. He's like, do you want it for $15? And I was like, yes, well, thank you. So I paid that. And by the way, before anyone thinks anything, I've paid close to $250,000 of my own money for coaching courses and consulting and everything after that. So I have more than alleviated your karmic debt. I, I was about to say that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've balanced it out. Okay. So I went through consulting accelerator and, um, you know, the first thing I talk about in there was web design. And so I, I went and built the website and everything. And then the person told me, hey, your copy is really good. And I was like, copy? What the fuck is copy? And she's like, you're writing. Like, you're writing. She's like, you should like you should definitely look into becoming a copywriter. I was like, what is that? And I searched in my Google Drive folder, copywriting. And there's like four courses on that. And I was like, all right. And so I went through it. <laughs> and, I, and I saw a lesson that said how to make six figures as a copywriter. I said, bullshit. That's not real. There's no way that's Scam. Scam. 100%. Yeah. And so I... I go and I, I watch that and afterwards it's like, well, oh, this why did you think it was, why would you, you know, like the you concept of I write and make money. I thought the only way you could write and make money was if you were like a successful author or something like that. I didn't think that you could make money as just okay. you got know, it, got it. a writer. So I went then and bought like 15 books on how to become a copywriter. I still have some of them and we, we reviewed some of them today and just started going through all those books and I realized, okay, at a certain point, what really hit me was it doesn't matter how good I am at writing. Like it does to a small degree. What matters infinitely more is how well I can sell myself. And I just went through sales boot camp with Gordon. And so I just decided to apply all of that and have not looked back since I've, you know, since then been able to generate close to like $25 million for clients with clients with, I mean, at this point, guys, I don't even know if it's 30 million or 25 million. I have no clue. And people will hear that and be like, how do you forget about 5 million? I'm like, you lose track. Cause you're not hitting up every client every weekend. All right, John, <laughs> what are we at? Like, where are we at? You know, what's the VSL pumped the out VSL? this month, John? Yeah, Come on, man. It honestly becomes a little annoying for you to hit them back. So probably done about 25 to 30 mil with client work. Um, mainly in the space of VSLs, sales letters, emails, definitely have written a few successful ads as well. But for the most part, a lot of the long form work, um, I've worked with a lot of interesting 
characters for sure across time and been able to work with a lot of the different influencers and people that, you know, people look up to for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that was, that was the, uh, that was kind of the journey to where I'm at now, a very quick version of it, right? You can go into more detail. No, hundred percent. That's a good, like yeah. concise storyline. I think it's really interesting. Um, just like seeing the people, like all of the people that I know that have kind of made it are a lot of the people that I know that have been able to start building their own thing. And like it really, what happens is, and I, we were, we were talking about this with David is like you get a taste of what, like you don't become, you don't grind and, and kind of like hustle your way to su being successful or doing something positive that makes you money that you like and whatever you really like, you kind of taste it from other people and then you just assimilate. Like, it's yeah. not like you, be, you, do, you don't like fundamentally like grind your way to success. You just like, see, you, you get access to these certain people or you pay well, them or you close them as a client or you, then you get, you close somebody as a client, they refer you to the next person and you find the person where they just like, they articulate things in a way that makes sense in your mind and you see a piece of them that you're like, wow. I also think it's not just one person i think it's the culmination yeah, of people and of experiences so like you meet a thousand people you take a little little piece or a little piece of each experience and it's not just people it's experiences in general visiting yeah. a certain place doing a certain thing just seeing something then you're like oh well if that's happening well that and that's possible and that person did it or this thing just exists like why why can't i also do it and then then you kind of start to your mindset starts to elevate and you just kind of stacks and you build and it goes and goes up and up and up and up. I think that's in, in my opinion, how it starts to, you know, form. You don't, you don't just snap your fingers overnight. I'm going to grind for two months. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm going to be seven figure entrepreneurs. <laughs> well, I like, had that phase for a while. Like, I, I, I think some of it's needed. Yeah. You need, I think the, the big story that me and my buddy Kyrie joke around a lot about, but kind of joking, kind of not, I had this phase, like, we call it the Michael Jordan phase where what I was telling everyone was like, him especially because I was living with him at the time, I'm going to become the Michael Jordan of copywriting. I'm going to destroy everyone. I'm going to put numbers on the board that are so big. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? I was going to move <laughs> to Austin, to the middle of Austin, on the outskirts too, in a house by myself mm -hmm. and just isolate myself for a year and do nothing but grind. And he kept poking at me. And the question he asked me right when I said that was, I know what you think about at night. And I was like, Fuck you know He's <laughs> like what do you know And he's like I know what you think about Right before you're gonna go to bed When you're laying in bed by yourself I was like I'm not right now I'm like what the fuck And what it turned out to be Is he, he got it accurate He's like You think about the person That you wanna be with More than anything and I was like Fuck man. He, how do you know that dude And he's like Cause dude You're trying to act Like someone you're not And a lot of what I think The path of entrepreneurship does Is it's the Greatest form of self-realization and self-discovery that you'll go on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I realized is that number one, like above all else, I care so much about creating a family and being able to create like an actual relationship, a loving relationship, a loving marriage with, with someone that I actually care about. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that to be true. Number two, I really, really love the people around me. Like I, I need to be around people. If I'm not around people, I will lose my mind. I need to have time around people. Even if it's just one person, like I just can't be myself. Yep. So, on the same way. you know, that, that, that question, enough. yeah, you get it, bro. You get it. <laughs> that question though, just like illuminated that to me that, you know, we try and no, I'm, I'll just grind. I'll just fucking push it. I'm just going to do that. But it's like, bro, 
come on, man. Very I, few people are able to to do that and not have any emotional repercussions. I think there's moments for that. Like me personally, if I'm around too many people too often, yeah. I don't have any of that alone time. You need to have that. You need to have it. You can yeah. think. You can journal out or just sit there and just, yeah. you know, like those moments are 100% needed. Yeah. I think a, a healthy balance of both is, is very important. One interesting thing that I think that kind of leads into is because I know you, Nick, Verge, had <laughs> had kind of uh, <laughs> you kind of had like the you start making money and you kind of hit the hot head phase. I definitely had it a little bit. Um, and thankfully, when I had it, like wasn't making enough money for me to do too much damage to myself other than just like some recreational. What were you doing? Oh, just What's that. You just you just get you you've figured out a little bit, and you think you're a lot better than you are, and then you oh, like yeah. the all the yeah. all the just bullshit, you know, money, partying, whatever, status, ego. You have access to it the, for the first time. Yeah, and and you you like splurge on it a little bit, but I think it's really interesting <clears throat> that you you basically kind of like the money never f- really finds you, or, or the thing you want never really finds you until you're actually ready for it. And I think it's really interesting that if, like, you know, when you had your clothing brand, for example, right, and you're flipping flipping packs on the side, whatever, like, or for me when I was trying to, you know, drop ship at the very beginning, yeah. or for with you, I drop ship. Like, if if those things would have worked out, we would have been train wrecks. Yep. Because we just weren't ready for it. We didn't know we how. Really we wouldn't have known how to handle weren't it. Weren't ready at for all. it at all. Yeah, I think about a lot. If I got money, like more and more money when I was like 21, 22, I would have a hundred percent. I'd either a be dead. <laughs> I'd a be dead because I went to some Eastern European country and ran my mouth and said something stupid. Cause I had no social, <laughs> like I didn't really have the greatest EQ at yeah. that time. I'd really worked a lot on that. Um, or I would have lost it all and I would have done some serious damage. Yeah. So I think that, you know, everyone's wanting they want fast results, but I think that, again, what you said is so accurate that the results find you when you're ready, but it's just what's an indicator of you're ready. You're putting in the work. You're doing the shit you need to do. You're not neglecting the tasks that you know need to happen. Yeah, It's super funny. You you were talking about today. You're like, dude, for the first time, I feel anxious about doing work right now because we were you know, traveling late, like got in super late, super delayed, whatever, a little bit behind, and... I don't know. Maybe maybe Does it's like you nervous, dude. No, I love hanging out. <laughs> but with you. I'm gonna come stay for. I'm gonna sleep right <laughs> here for a week. I like Scott's yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's cool. but I think that's one of those moments. You're, it kind of comes full circle because you used to tell me, dude, I, oh, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to do the work. Not wake up, but you know what I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> grind a little bit. Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. like. I've had a lot of moments where it's like, not really trying to like. Do I want to do? Write this Google Doc. Yeah, not trying to be sucked into my laptop. And that's still, like, true, but it was really interesting just coming. Like, this is a dope place. Like, Mm -hmm. could easily stay for three weeks and have a ball and do a bunch of fun shit. And and we were kind of discussing, like, our next, you know, we're going to California tomorrow and then, like, maybe South America again in a few weeks. And then maybe, you know, like, Portugal or... Europe, Dubai. Europe, Dubai. And then Europe this summer. And just, like weighing out all these travel plans and it was like i was telling him is, i was like dude i feel like you right now like i don't really know if i even want to still do that like i just can't because there's stuff to be is done. that even worth it like what's our priority what do, what's going to make us most fulfilled 
That's kind of the question. Yeah, I, I, like, I like to ask myself that. I think that this is kind of, you know, you have most of money Twitter is psyoped and they don't even know it. They're like, <laughs> oh, I want to go here. I want to do this. I want these cars. I want this girl. It's like, did you come up with that idea or did someone plant that idea yeah. in your head? You know? Yeah. So I think that a lot of the, uh, you know, allure of, of traveling constantly. Look, man, I, I get it. I understand. Like, it's fun. Traveling's mm -hmm. fun. But at the end of the day, when I see someone, especially like if it's my competition or something and I see them like traveling a bunch, I'm like, oh, game over. Yeah, bro. I've traveled enough, and anyone that's being honest with themselves, it's very hard to have the same level of productivity <laughs> at home pretty, by yourself. It's pretty much impossible. I, you know, I I wouldn't put it past some psychopaths. Sure, but <laughs> I but think that's yeah, also yeah. not the like if you're gonna yeah. travel, like you also want to enjoy the travel. Yeah, yeah you're, you're just not, trying to sit like in you Airbnb enjoy the, in Spain. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. no, I don't want to do that. Shitty Wi-Fi. You're spending no, money to basically that. do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Extra money. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. Well, I think as well what happens is you have no lack of these guys that they... I think really what a lot of people are trying to do, and I'm certainly guilty of this, is you're trying to find God or happiness or meaning or whatever, fulfillment through external circumstances. And I really think the best way for you to find it and for it to be long-term is internally. And so you think, oh, I'm going to go to Dubai yeah. and that'll fix everything. No, my friend, you take your patterns with you everywhere you go. It doesn't matter where you go. It's super interesting. I... Realized this maybe like a month or two ago that the only thing I not really care uh, that's caring about is the wrong word. The only thing that matters to me in my head is just being fulfilled in general and just building something great that I really like. Uh, building a great family, beautiful family, building a great business, just putting out that creation into the world and just being proud of what I did. So the material things and whatever and getting another car, crazy house or it doesn't necessarily like, yeah, I want it, but it doesn't really matter to me as much as it used to. Well, most guys, I don't think well, they never have tasted it. So they're sitting sure. there, they're thinking they're to themselves. Oh, I don't get what these guys are saying. They're full of shit. And to that person, you know, I just say, look, bro, like go, go experience it. You should go experience it. But what you will find is that like I had a 911, I had a career 4S 2020. It was a Batmobile. I murdered it out. I had the very fast lifestyle. I had girls on rotation. I had just like basically anything I wanted. I was going back and forth between Miami and Arizona. At a super young age. A very young age too. I was, I was 22 when I got my Porsche. So, you know, it's like I did all that. I tasted it. And what's so funny is there's this, there's, you know, I haven't read all the Bible. It's like a lot. But there's one book in the Bible that I really have read a lot, and it's Ecclesiastes. And that's Solomon, apparently. It's Solomon saying basically, hey, like I've tasted everything. I've done everything. I've lived all this stuff. And it just comes down to meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless without God. He goes through everything he's done. He's like, I built a giant the kingdom for myself, meaningless. I had all the women, meaningless. I had all the fruit trees. It was a big thing back then. Meaningless. I had horses. I had this, everything. Meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. And then it just circles back to everything is meaningless without God. And so I thought it was hilarious that at the end of that whole, you know, I call it my uh, fuck bitches get money phase, and I had that phase <laughs> and, it, and it came to an end, I, I arrived at the same conclusion as him. I was like, damn, dude, this really is meaningless. Like, it's an it's an empty void. Hedonism, oh. you could just keep throwing shit down there. It does not matter. It'll keep going. It never ends. And it's, it's you know, what did, what did my uh, friend call it? The hedonic treadmill. It never stops. If anything, the more you put into it, like, the more you want more. Oh, man, it's so easy to get it's in. Like, it's not it's even so like easy a, to get it's in. It's not even like a treadmill. It's like a downhill escalator. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hard know. to mean. It starts picking up speed, yeah. too. You can't even stop. Yeah. Especially when you have money. Yeah. And, and. So, so easy again, especially when you have money, like balancing that, like how, how do you do it? How did you get out of it?
What'd you realize? There was one day, there was this girl that came over and we did our thing. And she was, she was sleeping on the couch and I was laying there and I pulled out the blunt again. It was like my second blunt within like the past hour or two. She was asleep already. Like she's passed out and I start smoking the blunt. I'm sitting there just like looking at everything and I have all this stuff and I'm just like, man, I like open up my phone and I go to my bank account. I look at my bank account. There's literally just six figures in the fucking bank account. I'm just sitting there and I just broke down crying because I was like, why am I not happy? I sacrificed everything to get here. I didn't go to college. I didn't have a college lifestyle. I didn't have friends. Like, I, I literally did nothing but suck myself into a computer. And I'm not happy. I was happy for, like, two weeks. And then I got down to it, and I literally had to leave the room because I'm, like, crying. There's a girl behind me. I don't want her to wake up and be like, the fuck? Like, like what's this guy just bawling right in front of me? I went to the bathroom, and I was just, like, sitting there in the bathroom. And when I looked up, I obviously looked high as shit, and I looked in the, the mirror, and I was just seeing him like bro god is completely absent you don't even know who god is and i'd been very spiritual my entire life but i knew at that point i i had completely severed the relationship with god i hadn't heard him in a very long time and i knew that's what it was and so i i uh i think maybe a couple days after that i um i'm just thankful for the mentors i had to kind of guide me on that journey to help me see the lessons because like a big one i really want to tell the story because it's just i've told you guys about it with the the car mm -hmm. um so I was trying to first get started when I was tiptoeing into my fuck bitches get money phase. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, tiptoeing in my job. <laughs> uh, so I was tiptoeing into it. I was first looking at a Beamer before I looked at a Porsche. And I called my mentor at the time. Well, he's still my mentor. <clears throat> and he, uh, I, I told him, hey, man, I really want to get this, like, X7. I think it looks super cool. I thought, oh, man, like, I really, I really want to do this. What do you think? And he just straight up asked me, do you want the lesson or do you want the car? I remember sitting there going, I want the lesson. I was <laughs> like, I think that's the right answer in this scenario. And he goes, you don't even want the car. You just want everything that comes with the car. You want people to look up to you. You want the respect. You want the credibility. You want to be able to slap your dick on the table and feel good about yourself. You don't give a shit about the car. You're wasting your time and money with the car. You're chasing a feeling. You're always chasing a feeling. And I was like, damn. You're right. I don't need it. And so a couple of weeks later, I went and bought a Porsche. <laughs> so I did one up the BMW. And uh, I had uh, what kind of BMW? It was. Just, I think that was like an X7 with some M on M. I don't. I'm not a huge Beamer guy. Like I remember when I posted about this, guys were like, "Guy that knows nothing about cars buying cars." I'm like, "Well, guess what? You can't even afford it." So and you know everything about the car. So what does that, what does that say? I don't care. So I I uh, I. I had to go and live that out to understand what he meant because I, I was sitting there and I'm like, bro, what have I done? I, I've, I've, I've changed and become someone who I swore I would never become because I let my, the money get a hold of me, really. I, I fell too deep into that. Like I said this earlier where it's so easy to get in. Bro, it's so hard to get out. It's so easy to get in, so hard to get out. And so at that moment, I remember looking in the mirror and just seeing this just bloodshot eyes, completely hedonistic version of Nick. And... I think I called my mentor that night or the night after and just explained to him what I'd got myself into. And I can't remember what he said, but he convinced me enough to go sell the Porsche. So I went and sold that. I cut off every single girl, blocked every single girl. And from there, that was like my first kind of step into trying to figure out, okay, like what's this whole God thing? And I'm trying to figure out morality because I do not have morality right now and I do not want to navigate this life as a man with no morals. So that was like the first step into that. I love that all of that it's just like you're a great storyteller and it's just 
and one thing that I want to kind of transition into um, is you were you're telling that story and you start tearing up a little bit, yeah. and uh, like I feel like I we're on the, we're on the fucking gigatism portal, and I started tearing up a little bit. I was like, I, I could feel it, you know, and I want to talk about that because I think that it's definitely what makes you such a good marketer. It's definitely a huge aspect of what makes me a good marketer is like that, just like very, just like really, I don't know, you're just really tapping into human human emotion. I know you talk about that a lot. I would love to hear like how you kind of crafted that for you. Cause we were, we were talking about it this morning upstairs at the pool. We were filming stuff, whatever we're talking about, like the, the framing, the persuasion and, and how a lot of people like, you know, spam certain buttons. And I remember like, I, I think I really started that way because I wanted to have the the persuasion and and marketing when I didn't feel good about necessarily like I didn't feel I didn't internally feel like I was that guy right to be so my whole approach was like very vulnerable and like hyper genuine yeah and because it was something that I I just felt like confident in that like I could rep that you know what I mean yeah where where how do you think you cultivated that emotionality in from a marketing lens and I think it's a super powerful tool. Like if you have it, you're on, it's very, very hard to beat. It's a good question. I think if I'm going to give majority of credit to one area, it'd probably be Kyrie. Okay. So K-Y-R-E-E on Instagram, on Twitter, everything. Very hard to find him. Big six foot five black man with beard and big tattoos and looks like a fucking gorilla. Like he's, or a bear is what he looks like. With, I mean, people will be like, oh, that's racist. Look him up. Motherfucker is huge. Like, and I love that, man. So uh, I lived with Kyrie for probably close to like eight, nine months. And he, man, I had, he was one of the few people I felt comfortable being emotional around. I broke down crying so many times in front of him. I, I'd like, I had this very skewed perception of what a man was when I was, you know, 20, 19. Like, I thought a man was like Dan Pena. Like, you're just like, <laughs> you're soft. You should have rolled down the inside of your mama's leg. Like, just shit like that, you know? So I, I thought that, like, a, an alpha male was this loud, brash, I don't show any emotions but anger. <laughs> that's the only emotion I showed. And you die of a heart attack at 50, and that's it. You know, that's just, that's what a man is, right? Chalk it up, man. Chalk it up, man. So... You know, Kyrie was one of the few people who I felt very comfortable being very emotional around because he, you know, it's like an overused term, but he gave me a safe space to be emotional around. And he helped me see that everyone has these problems. I thought like, oh, I'm just super fucked up. He's like, everyone has the same problem that you have. It's just different versions of it and different stories getting to the same problem, which usually revolves around self-worth, some version of it. And so, you know, when I saw that through him, because Kyrie has interviewed Close to like a thousand people or something like that. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, everyone has the exact same problems. It's just different versions of it. And um, I started to understand that, damn, like when I explained something and I would get, you know, I, I've been on social media, like Instagram in particular, uh, posting constantly on my stories. And I always noticed the ones that I would get the most feedback from was just the vulnerable ones where I was posting, hey, here's something I've been dealing with. And it's because people actually relate with that. When I'm posting that I'm balling and we just did this and we just did that and I just closed this and I just closed that, people are like, I can't relate, bro. And so they, they don't want to like that. But when you actually talk about like, man, I was laying in bed last night. I just couldn't fucking fall asleep. 
I was just laying there thinking about what I want and just had to be honest with myself. That I'm fucking lying to myself. I think I'm actually going to get what I want with my current behavior and my current actions. And I just, re- like, something like that, you know? Someone hears that, and it doesn't matter what the fuck my thoughts were exactly, like, what it was particular towards. They're like, man, I had that same thing. Mm-hmm. And so you just start to see the patterns across time. It, it's, it's really just everyone living the same story over and over and over again, which is really just the process of self-actualization. Everyone's just trying to do that. Some people aren't even aware of it. That's, that's, I think, my, my journey. I would give most credit to Kyrie, but then also, like, you know, mentors along the way and just, bro, I, I, I just, I didn't want to be fake. Like, I didn't want to be fake. I wanted to be real. And I, I think as well, there was a lot of, um, you know, imposter syndrome of me coming into this space, trying to offer copywriting services. And I'm like, you know, I was like 21, 22. <coughs> and, you know, there's guys that are like 50. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it for years. And how the hell do I... Yeah. How do, I, how do I stand out? You know, and so I, I knew the best way for me to stand out is I'll do what none of you guys do and I'll tell the truth. Yeah, it's super yeah. funny, man, because I, you, like you mentioned the, like I'm laying in my bed. Like I, I think I literally have that, ex- like what you just read, that exact first tweet in like a, you know, like late 2019, early 2020 yeah. Twitter thread. Like I'll take royalties on it's it. It's for, well, I didn't know you then. So we'll just credit, we'll just again credit the, fucking dipshit the dipshit portal that we both operate in and <laughs> just source, chalk it up to the game once energy. again yeah. but yeah i have that like same exact lead to a piece of long form i wrote like i don't know three years ago now something like that and it is really true i think one thing with that is everybody especially to you get the, the with the imposter syndrome like i remember seeing like especially you live in Scottsdale, man, like Flexor City, especially back in the day, <laughs> back, back in 2019, like big time Flexor City. And you see all these guys and you think that there is some sort of like disconnect between their their success and what they're doing and who they are versus like your lack of it and what you're doing and who you are. And you kind of conflate those things, but those things aren't really real a lot of times anyway. And like you, what? Like you, you see, you see someone like, let's say back then when I was 19, right? You see a guy in Scottsdale who's doing, making Lambo, driving a a Urus and he making all this money and traveling and doing all this cool shit. Mm -hmm. And you, you assume that like who he is fundamentally is better than what you fundamentally are. And, and in some areas he is though. Yeah, like for in sure. money making, he's just better yeah, than for you. For sure, for but sure. You There's could also have an edge on him when it comes to just your ability to fucking communicate with someone. Yeah, and yeah. it's but it, and there's definitely truth to that 100%. Yeah. But I mean just like who you are, you know what I mean? Like I'm not mm-hmm. cut out for this sort yeah. of deal. And also you're you're analyzing what you're doing and thinking, "Oh, this is all this is all wrong," you know, even if you're trying, you're trying to make things happen. And I also think too like a lot of people are afraid to really, really just like pull like insecurity is rampant. You know, they're really. always they're always thinking about what that other person thinks. Well, if that guy in Scottsdale saw my stuff, oh, what's he going to say? Mm. You know, and I think they're trying to be some like you said earlier, trying to be someone that they're not. Yeah, I think that's a like a huge. Like we help people build their social media brands. See it every day. Trying to be someone that they're not. Trying to be, trying to be whatever character. Like they're trying to act like someone they're not. And I think it's. And a, if they were just themselves, they'd blow up. Do overnight. way better. Do way every better. time. That's why, like, even with me, you know, when I started tweeting and stuff, one of the things that our, our friend Fraser was telling me is like, I love how much you're becoming more and more yourself 
as you tweet more and more because I started to get way more comfortable. And I think so just he, naturally people. He told are me that too, like maybe yeah. four months ago. He's With like, you you're really finding your voice. Yeah. Super he's like the little godfather of Twitter. He like comes around and he sprinkles a little, you know, little positivity words of affirmation. But yeah, I think that, you know, it's 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 something that takes time and most people don't really look at that and I think they take the time to really cultivate it. They to them they may think they are authentic. But to everyone else, like bro, like you're wearing, we're not. Like, well, we we already know who I was gonna go with there, but I'm not gonna mention any <laughs> names. But man, you don't want to end up like that fake person. That's just yeah. Your entire brand is that you have a lot of money and that's it. Like you need to have a more well-rounded kind of brand and character. Because guess what? Everyone is posting Lambos and pictures. Mm-hmm. Everyone is listening posting pictures in Dubai and shit like that. You need something different, and usually it's gonna be your personality and your your sauce, your sauce. <clears throat> yeah. See, I take. Any of those moments and just make sure I apply maximum stupidity because yeah. I'm stupid. Like not, well, I reject that. I'm very smart, but I'm quirky, very quirky. Ooh. And what are you guys thoughts on you two are basically the same person. It's hilarious. Right. And your business <laughs> partners, me and Walker, who's sitting over there, very similar in nature as well in regards to obviously how we work and, and mindsets, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How do you guys... Like, Logan and I have talked about this before on the podcast, but how do you guys define your roles and what you do, you know, yeah. in inside the business? I mean, Walker read a book that basically explained everything. What was it called? Rocket Fuel? Rocket Fuel. And Rocket Fuel, it, right. Rocket Fuel, baby. Come on, man. Come on, man. He's got my money, man. So, Noah so, here for some sound effects. Yes, it is, man. <laughs> so, so, so it's two roles, right? It's visionary and then it's integrator. And so... It almost sounds like visionary is way better, right? But no, visionary can't function without integrator. Yeah. So visionary is the big picture thinker. It's the person who, who they're mainly going to be in the marketing role. They're really going to understand how to sell it. They know how to sell it. They know, they know the overall vision of what's going to happen and what this business needs to be like. Whereas the integrator is like, they make sure the shit actually happens. So I think, yeah, and that's, that's, is that not to tell you what it's it is? It's super yeah. Yeah. We, we kind And of, sometimes we, I'll be on the visionary end of things, and Logan's like, well, I don't know. Well, I think the <laughs> is that way what he says w- exactly? The, right no, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I would probably come a little harsher. We bicker. Do you guys bicker? We, we bicker, bicker like fucking Dude, we'll be on calls <laughs> with clients, like, yelling at each other. They're like, what the fuck? Well, Walker, Walker we, saw it this yeah, morning. Yeah. Logan and I were bickering over the smallest, like, little. I was like, dude, this will take 15 minutes. We need to just call this guy, whatever. <laughs> dude, we're doing it tomorrow. And <laughs> just like, what do you but mean? It's the password. It's the password. We were arguing over the password. That's hilarious. But the way we kind of uh, break it down, I, I like visionary integrator, but, like, we kind of build it, like, qualitative versus quantitative Mm. and that's kind of like because we both like he'll do big picture visionary stuff and sometimes i'll do more integrating like work needs to get done like what is this well you have like i think a balance of both right but there's a natural tendency that yeah if you were just visionary you wouldn't even be able to write a sales letter that's kind of integrated right you just be sitting there like it's a good idea (laughs) and then you need someone else to write it you know (laughs) So you have to have some balance, but there's, it's like when people say, um, you know, for instance, you ever taken like a disc test? Disc, D-I-S-C. Sounds super familiar, but I don't That's think like so. That's like dominance, uh, uh, influence, steadfast, and then consistency or something like that. So like you have one almost always, that's always ahead of everything. So like mine is influence all, all the way to the, the top and the other ones are like, you know, dominance is mid and then S and C is like down really low. 
I'm a dom imp. imp, imp. I'm a dom imp. <laughs> I identify as that now. If any, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I It's a really interesting thing. I, everybody I know that their partnership works out in long term kind of embodies that, and they split things up that It's like way. Daniel and Andre to a T. Yeah. To a T. Yeah. He literally was saying the other days, if I didn't have Andre, I nothing would happen. No, it's <laughs> accurate. Dude. I mean, it's just you, because you could make it happen, but it won't be organized. It won't be like a clear strategy. It'll be super sloppy, and like you will be stressed out. Walker <laughs> makes my life so easy. I love you, dude. I love you. He makes my life so simple. Holy shit! I'm just yeah. laughing because it's just super like little things like. Making sure everyone's got their Slack channel, the communication's good, and just, it's all you're like you know, what? Logan's like, dude, we don't need that. I'm just gonna text right. Fucking, that's and what I'm, I'm like, saying. And I'm yeah. like, well, how will like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy on our team know what's going on? Huh? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Arrive at the same conclusion. I think we need a Slack or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because we're probably both really. Um, high in in uh, quick start. We just want to get it done. We just want to go right. Yeah. And but it's the finishing. Like how many sales letters have you finished and, not, and or started and not finished, brother? Yeah. See, <laughs> you I don't want to see the you. notes in my phone. And <laughs> I know you do. Don't, don't want to see it. It's disgusting. Yeah. You need like both. I could go back if I just had like a week where I could just go back and pull great ideas from my notes app and like flesh them out and get them done. Whoo, boy, we'd be printing, Woo! man. Fuck. That shit's crazy, man. Should we just go in a completely different direction? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's Where do we go? Pick a topic. Let's go. Let's surf. Let's surf. Oh, my God. This is so scary to, like, what's, pick a what's, topic. What's with all these OnlyFans girls? <laughs> Super disgusting. I'm going to say it for what it is. I don't support that shit at all. I don't think the management stuff is cool either. I don't. I don't support it one bit. I think that... For a lot of guys, especially, they're like, no, you know, it's good for the girls. They could be working some restaurant job and, you know, they should do this instead. And it's like, yo, man, like. I be popping out some kids. It's interesting to me, like. <laughs> it's interesting to me because I took a very, like, laissez-faire approach to it. Yeah. Maybe two years ago. Yeah. And, and I was just like, you know, like, well, so there's a couple different layers. Because I think, number one, guys that, like. Like, a big problem in the world is guys not having the, like, prerequisite relationship success for them to just feel, like, feel confident and secure in who they are. Like, that's a huge problem. Huge problem in the world, in my opinion, is, like, like just, like, male angst of not mm -hmm. having the girls or girl that they want. And it's just, like, a weird thing. And people, guys act differently because of that right it modifies their behavior in a negative way and and so like my thought on it maybe two years ago was like man like you know like I would rather like hang out with this guy and I have like friends who or people that I know that like you know I haven't spoken to them but like we've been relatively cool for some time and like they do that and my approach to it was like you know I'd rather hang out with like this guy's a Net better positive for the world than like the guy who is, you know, fucking like his wife just contains his life entirely, and he's just like a like a rollover bitch. And it's, you know, are you I mean? even friends with him though? You know what I mean? Like, are no, you? No, I'm friends? not. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's better than like the guys like who are just totally like simped out and just like 
zeros. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess I that it. was like yeah. my approach. Like, I was like, it was never for me. Yeah, but that was like my. And I was like, yeah, like you know, this guy is like he's cool. To I go just out. I cool to like go out with whatever. And then now it's just like, ugh, it really is just gross, man. Like, that's what it is, man. Like, I, don't I just I see through it, bro. I see I see straight through that shit where they're like, yeah, the girls are happy. Oh, I'm sure they're super happy. I'm sure they're just they're just extremely happy that that's what they got to do. Because I remember I had a buddy. We were in Miami. I was staying with him, and one of his friends came by who does the OnlyFans stuff, and you know he had his girls with him and everything. Yeah. And I brought up what I was doing with copywriting. Like my buddy was like, "Hey, what do you, you know? Why don't you explain that?" And I was like, "Yeah, here's what I do, and here's how much I make." Both these girls, are you serious? They like lit up. They're like, "You make money just like writing?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh my god!" They were like, "Babe, we could do da 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 and all that." And the dude just straight up gaslight them right then and there. He was yeah. like. I mean, I think that's a really dumb move, but whatever, like that. And then the girl's like, well, I want his approval. Da, da, da. So, like, a lot of what I saw was these girls, if they could make money another way, they would. If you put it in front of them, they would. But they get stuck. This is what I said earlier. It's so easy to get in. It's hard to get out because you're making fucking 40 grand a month from that. And then for you to go out and now go back to 5K a month as, like, a bartender, that's not going to happen. And so a huge part of it as well, I remember my mentor telling me about this once. You know, they once accidentally uh, – double booked a house that they were shooting because he shot infomercials mm -hmm. and a lot of people would just buy houses and it was a business to just rent it out for you know, commercial shoots, video shoots, infomercial shoots. And they once showed up and they didn't know that a porno was on set that day. And so they show up on the day of a porno and he walked in that day, saw that was like, Oh shit. Like they didn't imagine walking through the door and just a girl getting railed on the couch. And there's a bunch of girls lined up for it. There was a girl. He said when he walked in and he realized what was going on, he's like, "What the heck? We're booked in right now." He's trying. They're trying to figure it out with the other directors. And there was a girl on the on the chair. There's a table, coke on the table. She could tell. He could 100% tell she'd been just railing lines too, and she was crying on the phone with her dad, telling her, telling him, "It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Dad, don't worry. Dad, don't worry about it." And her like literally mascara, like crying down. And she hung up the phone, just like, "Oh my god!" Just like put her hand in her face and everything. And I think, you know, him explaining that to me, I probably heard that story about two, three years ago. I was very much so like that, too, yeah. where I was like, oh, man, like, it's totally cool if these guys do that, whatever, who cares? But now I see it, and I'm like, man, one, that's happening a lot, and no one wants to talk about it. Two, a lot of these girls that you get into it are very young. They're very manipulable. They're not, like, they're not aware of themselves at all because they're 19, they're 20. So it's very easy to talk them into that. And they're very insecure and they're trying to get approval from a guy. You know, and the attention they get is, is like a replacement for what they should actually be doing. Exactly. And just starting and, a family. And third, I, I, I just amen to that. But the, the third point I really think just that drives it home is like, you know, I don't think you're contributing anything positive to society at all. You're contributing nothing but negativity. And people are like, well, these guys, you know, they wouldn't get attention otherwise. Do you think maybe that would fuel them to get off their fucking ass and, like, figure that out maybe? But, no, you're feeding the addiction that they just sit there and just take the photos and just, yeah. oh, $5, $5. It's really, send. it's really interesting because when we started the Associates, like, dude, we were just like, I, I wanted to transition into – you know, I'd gotten really good at marketing from building my fitness company for a couple of years and wanted to start, you know, really like truly like build like getting paid for my skill set as a yeah. marketer. Right. And Nick wanted to continue growing what he was doing and just like, you know, kind of same thing with you, like stop making just other people wealthy and like let's yeah. build our shit. Yeah. And so we started launch socials and then we started the podcast after because it was like, yo, like we got to have like big brands like this is what we do and we're really good at it we've done it 
Um, big brands with our face on it, not just some theme pages with followers that I own that clients, adds up to millions, whatever. Or like, I had like my Twitter, no, like something with our face on it that is dope that people really, really like and <clears throat> makes a lot of noise and starting to make a lot of noise. And actually yeah, and contributes and in a yes. positive way. And so yeah. that's that's what we we started the associates. That's why it started is like we just wanted to like have cool discussions and like get clips for our brand. And I think over time. I didn't foresee it going here. I mean, we always had, like, these values inherently. Like, yeah, did maybe I, like, definitely, like, slept around maybe more than I should have or with things like that, right? But, like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, we had these same, like, values of family or, or God or these different things, right? But I think as the podcast has gone on, gone on, like, you know, we always talk about business or fitness or, like, these little, like, niche things that we can have cool conversations with smart people about. But, like, Family and God has really become a theme, I think. Of this podcast. But yeah. every person we talk with, every person, it just comes out. Yeah, and it's funny because, too, you talk to people who are excellent at what they do, and they always come to the same... Same conclusion. It's like, it's like we're supposed to do it. Because they've seen it all. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're supposed to yeah. do yeah. it. Because they've seen it all, too. They've, yeah. gone, they've gone through that cycle. You have, to, you have to. I think you have to see it. It's called the outlaw phase. you got to become an outlaw for a bit and go do that shit. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's... You know, kind of necessary. To, well, no, it's not necessary, but the world we live in, it, it, it's the world we live in is broken. I personally just think, and I've debated this a lot as well with people that I think the, the best experience to have is firsthand experience. Now, look, there's some areas where I'm like, I don't need to go to a hot zone in the Middle East to understand that that's probably not a place I need to go mm -hmm. to. You know, like that's probably not a good <laughs> idea to go to there. That's not a good. Would agree. Would, would agree. agree. Yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> you don't need to to uh, to go experience that. But certain things like that, go experience it. Go go because then at the worst case scenario, and this is how I've lived my entire life. Worst case scenario is I get a good story. Yeah, but I, I like I don't think some of these like you know hedonistic dark tendencies are necessary. Like the experience actually isn't necessary, and and we maybe like will I guess cope with the fact that it's happened in our lives or things that maybe we're not like super proud of mm -hmm. because of our circumstances or just how we grew up, whatever. Like I would argue it, it is necessary, bro. I'm not saying that that means that you need to go and do it. Why I say it is necessary is because you would have never developed the values that you had now without tasting it and seeing it and realizing this I, isn't. I it. think I, I agree on that lens. I think you can develop the values, but they won't you won't be as extreme. They don't have a strong foundation. Won't, you won't believe them yes. as much because you haven't done the internal thinking on it mm -hmm. yourself. You haven't seen the drawbacks. Yeah. But I think like, but fundamentally, the whole point I'm trying to make is that, you know, it's become a huge theme in our podcast. And and I think it really is like, you know, I've taken a, a hard stance on it. Like, I don't support that shit. It's not cool. I don't think you should be doing it at all. Both sides. Because Both sides, yeah. Like, the world we live in is broken, and, like, dude, honestly, like, it's not even like I am, like, you know, there's people who are too online, you know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. fucking red pill schizo, like, and I love, <laughs> I, I love Alex Jones because he's just a character, right? But, like, there are people who are fucking online too much, like, log off, brother. Touch, go say touch hello. grass. Go touch say grass. hello to someone in real life because I promise you, like, what's happening out here is, like, not that extreme. Oh, my God, but yes. The, but then again, yeah. but then again, like, it's super necessary for people f like us to push back because, dude, like, my – I was home a few weeks ago or a month ago or something like that and, like – Ohio? Yeah. My, my sister's, like, the things that are happening in high school now are, like, it's insanity, dude. 
what what is going they're like they're in a different world than dude we were in and school, or, or even sure. you see super different you see yeah. what's being promoted now on uh like instagram snapchat snapchat snapchat's the, the perfect snapchat example explore page dude like what are they what are kids seeing now it's fucking nelk boys and fucking porn stars like interview or, or porn star podcasts like hey this is what you sh- this is like women should be free and blah, 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 what i say one elevator, time i got double ram taking equity back in my body all this fucking bullshit porn stars giving life advice yeah that's a great and this is what this is what the mainstream zeitgeist online is yeah and so like if well we're up bro every big podcast is that guys 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 we're at war brothers We're at war. It's constant war. Straight up, we're at war. I remember Alex Jones, because, like I've said it before, I was watching Alex Jones 15, 16, right? I used to fall asleep at night to Alex Jones, bro. Facts, right? When he has a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And then they banned it, unfortunately. But, you know, back in in that time, he he used to talk about meme wars. It's the meme wars. And it was all the the Pepe's. You think he's crazy, but he's telling the truth. It wasn't a meme war. 100% of meme wars. It was right before Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think that. You know, these values, right? People are like, oh, you know, you don't need to talk about that, right? You don't need to say that. Don't, don't say that, right? You need to be inclusive of everyone. Nah. Fuck the inclusivity uh, I don't want to do that. You know what I think a lot? We don't. And, and there's a lot of people, I just don't want the beef, brother. I just don't want the smoke. I don't want this. What hero, when the game was on the line, sat on the sidelines? They get. They say, "Give me that ball, bro. I'm gonna fucking chuck a touchdown right now." Yeah, so how man. I view it is, I'm I'm very anti all this stuff. I'll say it. I don't care. I don't. If you're a, a, a OnlyFans manager, I don't like you. If you're an OnlyFans girl, I don't like you. If I have kids, I want my kids nowhere near you. I don't want my 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 girl anywhere near you. I don't want my friends anywhere near you. I think that you should. I, I think you should be fucking shut off social media. And so people will be like. No, all that fucking whatever the fuck they're gonna say, just crazy well, shit. What? I'm, I'm. To me, I think it makes that'd be the first sense. thing I ban. It's when well, I yeah. organic fan. food. We we talked about how <laughs> to fix our. Well, we should talk play. about that in a yeah, second. Yeah, the first thing should. to ban is all the porn sites, the OnlyFans, all the nudity, whatever on all the social media sites. And the I, internet I completely wipe it. I mean, what is it? Look, 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 look. look. What is it doing? I wouldn't wipe the. Internet I wouldn't wipe the internet. This is where we're going no, crazy. Not the entirety of the internet, but all of the. Like All the garbage. Well, I, the what I think the discussion needs to go around is what we don't have is really a negative. Like, we're talking about OnlyFans, for instance. We don't have a negative discussion outside of it from people that the kids look up to. So the kids only are seeing, wow, this girl's making 50K a month and bought a Urus and buys all the bags that Look she at wants. Bad Baby's House. Yeah, I wow. wrote a great email. The subject yeah. line, Bad Baby's out earning you, brah. Out, brah. <laughs> brah. But <laughs> I don't think necessarily it's about banning it outright. I think it's about having the discussion for them to understand it. Because I think all people need to be able to choose their own path. What you do not have so is, you don't have any Jedi. That's such an interesting point. I went. I went deep. In, I went deep into one of these forums a long time ago. It's supposed to be this insider, whatever comes on. It's four chan. It's okay. Right. No, well, <laughs> it wasn't that one. It, was, it wasn't four chan, but it was a different 4chan. one. But it was supposedly this insider that comes comes here and he answers questions because it's his duty and he's supposed to do it once a year or whatever. The family put him up to it or something. And <laughs> Zybok, I know exactly what you're talking about, and Zybok loves that shit, bro. <laughs> That's so so they believe like they believe the menace. the families or whatever that supposedly run things which they they do whatever um and stuff the quote <laughs> elite that those they believe that they are here to offer the negative option to force growth of our souls 
and force us to grow as people and souls to a higher dimension. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if we, if we don't choose the negative option, we choose the positive, or we learn and we choose the positive, and we grow and we create and we become something, that is, they, they believe they're doing good by showing that negative option. Mm-hmm. I, I'll piggyback off that. So here's what I believe it is. I think that these are honestly interdimensional. It is an evil force that you really can't explain other than just the concept of positive mm-hmm. and negative. In order for there to be a positive, there has to be a negative. Exactly. So it's like there is this negative energy in the world. I really do believe what's happening is they are trying to poison and basically delete the human race because that's just inherently what it is. It's, it is a negative force. Think about it as like dark matter almost. Like it, it is just collapsing in on itself like a black hole. It has to kill everything inside of it. So it's like a poison. And think about like when you have fruit and you leave it too long in the fridge and the, the mold hits it and then all of a sudden it starts spreading. That's just what it does. It just kills everything. And so I don't think that they're trying to offer a positive. I think that's their goal. What they don't understand, though, is that that <coughs> has an inverse effect on it, yeah. that enough people see that and say, fuck that, and they go towards the light. I think a lot about, you know, for instance, the what is it? that's not the first line in the Bible. But one of the, the first few quotes, right, is in the beginning there was nothing, and then God said, let there be light. I, I, we were talking about this in the hot tub the other night. We got, we got really crazy when we started talking about this, that. Yeah, we definitely going to smoke a spliff and get crazy. It's, 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 so, so here's what, if I'm, if I'm actually going to get on some Alex Jones shit and, and talk about what I think actually <laughs> happened. I think that there was this ape race of humans on earth that were basically just, it wasn't really working all that well. And God is this interdimensional creature that came, saw us, and was, like, observing it. I was like, this is really interesting, right? And he, he made, you know, kind of the observation to put us on there, right, and just see, okay, let's put this little thing here. Let's see what happens, right? And he's observing the environment. He said, this is really struggling. What, what's, what's, what's not working? He says, well, first of all, they can't see during the night. And darkness, night, they can't see. Give them some light, right? And God is so beautiful in that light then became the metaphor for him. It became the metaphor for the truth, right? Because think about so, you're, you're entirely in a room of darkness. You light a candle, you can see. We had a clip. We have a clip in our vo- vlog of me waking up at like 8.30, tired as fuck. <laughs> and I walk outside. I get a coffee. I'm like, oh, no, there's not three drinks. I'm not going to be well. <laughs> and, then, and then we walk outside, and the sun hits my face in Panama City Beach. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is great, dog. Yeah. <laughs> the light. sun. The sun. Yeah. The sun and the sun. Of God. Mm-hmm. Also, have you different ever read? Spellings. Have you ever different spellings there? Think different about spelling. it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read about like the Anunnaki and like Enki Absolutely. and Enlil? Oh, yeah. We can go super deep. On this is super interesting conversation. I don't want to get too deep into it because <sighs> I have some really radical takes with shit like this that would probably no. Let's let's get hear them. No, yes, let's, let's we hear can. Him. We can. We'll we if we go anywhere crazy, we can always cut it. Well, you know, uh, we can always no, do that because then we'll get into the quasi-fascist meanings of Atlantis and like this is just a really dark or not dark it's great but it's just a pretty fucking schizo place but I want to tie it back into like what like that's what the podcast has become is like we feel as if you know right now like there's One a of, war. There's a war, there's a and war, we're waging content war, brother. Resetwar.com. <laughs> and and like <laughs> there's the dark energy is feeding into everyone, all the youth, the people. All the time. All the time. Everyone's on social media. It's on every TV screen. It's on their fucking... You come here and you tap it. It's on their meta box all day long. They're being force-fed it. It's down your throat. It's in your mind, and you need to banish it. And 
And I think that it's super funny. I saw somebody slid up on one of my stories today of like flexing your pool. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he, I, look, I scrolled up and it was, he slid up on my story when I wrote the content war doc, which is like, how many pages is that? Probably like what do you 30, mean slid up on your story? 35. Like my IG story when I was talking about it. He responded okay. to oh, it. Okay. I wrote this 35 page doc, like basically mm. proclaiming content war, mm-hmm. geek the fuck off the stimmies in like 18 hours, right? Just cranking in a Google Doc. And and that's really what Content War was. It was like, yes, like we're very good at social media, but like honestly, I don't want to help people who don't believe the things that I believe yep. at all. And I feel like this darkness is being pushed in every tool, every technology only has the capacity for evil to the extent that you allow it to have the capacity for evil. There's a, a flip side, there's a polarity, a duality that allows you to use it for good. And I think that every person that thinks the way we do should get really loud about it and stop being a silent minority. Why the fuck are you silent? It's true. Because the most radical people on the flip side of that are loud. They will ban you. And they're they're winning. They will ban you from the internet. They will. But you don't because you have empathy and like these like honorable characteristic traits that are being backfired against you. And I also think then what stops people from going and waging fucking content war contentwars.com. What stops them? Like what stops someone like you or me or Nick or any of the people that we're friends with that do this kind of things and hold the similar beliefs. It's like, it's the, the, the fear of retribution in a rejection. Oh, because the first yeah. thing, if, if, if someone sees a clip on this of me, right? Like, I'm saying ban OnlyFans or, or something like that, right? It goes on the TikTok and then there's like, there's all this hate. Oh, this guy is You're Kobe. just jealous. He's just never gotten it. a girl. It's yeah. all ad hominem all things. Time. Oh my gosh, he all looks like time. shit. Yeah, I look like shit because I stay up fucking working. Boy, I'm lapping your ass. <laughs> and and so Come it's on. like, it goes straight to there. It goes straight to this this ad hominem, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, because there's no real argument. There's zero truth. Yeah. There's zero truth in their argument. So it goes straight to, I'm going to attack you, not your ideas, you, and just try to drag you down as much as I can and try to make you feel bad about having the ideas that you have. Cause then you won't say them. Right. And so I think not only do people like you, Nicholas Verge need to wage fucking content war, but but you also people like us have to be excellent. You have to number one, be loud, no cracks. No cracks, no, no cracks. Armor. You no can't, you no can't slip up because nope. guess what? You, that's the only way you'll share that message is if you're really on your shit. If you feel good about yourself, if you're taking care of your health, if you look good and you're 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 grooming and you're, Bro, this you're is, organizing oh your mind God, and you're organizing it, your this business and you find a place of total confidence. Yeah. Because then the ad hominem, I don't give a fuck, dude. Bro, you I can gotta, say whatever you gotta, want about me. I gotta tell you this. That's you that's this. what stops it from happening. And every TikTok video. Uh, yeah, every TikTok video we post, not Instagram, it's every TikTok video, this one guy took this old picture of me from, like, high school. I was looking short because I was yeah. next to one of my taller friends. He's like, the guy in this picture is five foot. Look at this. And he's, he's like, the guy in this video is, look at my picture, look at my profile picture, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't matter. Like, why? But why do people do that? Because they hate our argument. They, they hate what we have well, to say. Well, because they whatever. can't even formulate a half-intelligent yeah. argument. They haven't even ever really articulated themselves to any degree that's impressive. They haven't even thought about it. They haven't even thought about it. So they just go straight to, you look dumb. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Cool. Yeah, dude, it, happens, cool dude. it happens. I get comments like that all the time. If anything go, pops off, we or get goes DMs viral. about it. Oh, dude, your hair looks thin. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking like ripping stems and fucking working my ass Where's, off. And you know, we're stressed out, and there's a million things happening. Or I look tired. Of course, I look. And you'll tired. just shave your head. Yeah, and you don't, don't care, give a dude. shit. Don't care. Well, the, th- don't the funny care. thing is, is don't I'm care. already like 
I feel like anyone of worth is probably their own harshest critic. Like, you already know these things about yourself. Like, I can either change it, in which case, or I either can't change it, in which case, like, oh, well, who gives a shit? Or I can change it, which in most cases I can because I'm a fucking turbo genius. And then you just do it and you fix it. And it's just like, it's. but either way, it's irrelevant because the ideas seep deeper than any argument you can make, brother. It's persuasion, boy. Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. I want to hear it. Drop it on me, boy. So about... This is probably about ideas and stuff or whatever. Yeah, whatever, you know. So about three, four months ago, I was on a flight and I decided to write my thoughts down. I swear, bro, when that fucking Wi-Fi connection is super strong next to God, (laughs) you're in the skies, you got that God connection, woo, you be writing some crazy shit. So I wrote down that my entire life is about me being right. And people will say, well, you shouldn't do that. No, fuck you. My entire life is about me being right. I want to end my life on my deathbed, be laying there and just be like, huh, I was right. Why would you not want that? What's the alternative? I was like kind of right, kind of wrong, right? Like, I was, I'm sure I made mistakes, but like, I'm not doing the things that I do because just fuck it. I do it because I want to be right. I know that this is the time to sacrifice all this stupid shit and focus on business. I know that it's right to sacrifice all the fucking constant women and just focus on one. I know this matters. This matters. So at the end of my life, end of my career, when people want to criticize whatever, this, this, that, they want to do it. Yeah, motherfucker. Well, guess what? My life's better than yours. It's clearly better than yours. And you want to sit here and you want to hate and you want to talk shit and you want to be a little bitch. But who's really winning? Because I'm not just winning in one area. See, what what people will do is, and the reason I want that is so you can check the living fuck out of someone and hopefully turn them from a hater into like, damn, I should like really reevaluate my life. That's not like the (laughs) sole purpose of my life to do that. But that's the best frame to come from is, see, people will attack you. Look at Trump. He always had something that people, what about this? What about this? What about this? Character, character, character. Same thing with all these guys. I always go character, character, character. What if you were flawless? What if you didn't, bro, I, I, every single fucking thing, I thought it through. You can't attack me here. I got kids. I have a family. You can't attack me here. I have a fucking super successful business. I'm in really good shape. I'm this. I'm that. You have all these areas. So the, the only thing they can come down to is your fucking head looks weird, right? And then it's like, yeah, well, guess what, motherfucker? My head looks weird, and I still I still laps. lapping your ass, I still ass, lap boy. your ass. So when people, on, people will say, like, oh, you know, you're, you're trying your whole life to be right, blah, 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 whatever. Like, that, that's not the way to do it. Bro. Come on, come on, come on, dog. That's just, this is my thoughts on it. Is like I think that overall, your goal in life, especially as a man for masculine excellence, it's to be right. It's that you said, oh yeah, see, I was right. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. It's <laughs> yeah. it's not the it's not the only thing, right? You know, you need to admit when you're wrong. But in the macro sense of things, we're looking at the big brackets of your life, right? You want to be able to say I was correct. It's amazing too. Uh, we were t- when we had Greg on the pod. He was talking about like we were talking about like testosterone, right? As like a mass thing, and and he really like kind of embodied that with just the conviction and like everything he was talking about, and like that's kind of what we're talking and discussing right now is like how can you arrange your life so that you just have just like ungodly conviction, just like scary conviction in you your ideas and what you're doing. Cause like, dude, I've seen people that have literally taken like a, like I, you show me your sm- shit smearing email. Like <laughs> people have taken like some ragtag assemblation of talent, ideas, character, 
just them as a whole. It's like just kind of mid and like, but they just had fucking crazy conviction. Left half of the bell curve, bro. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah straight up. They're, they're the dummy on the left, on the bell curve. But that's why those guys, it's really easy for those guys to, to make money and be successful because they don't overthink it. <laughs> I, I say it all the time with, with sales guys. I don't want a sales guy on the right side of the bell curve. It, what happens is that person overthinks everything. I want someone on the left half of the bell curve who's just like, okay, boss, I'll get it done, you know, <laughs> and stuff and whatever, you know, <laughs> and they'll fucking run off and get it done. That's, that's, that's for me, I think, something I've seen 100% true in, in just so many circumstances. The guys that overthink it, like, we, we, we fuck around on Money Twitter with this it's so simple line. But it, actually it is really simple. You're just overthinking the yeah. fuck out of it, and you want to make it something that it's not. But realistically, and you're not getting enough eyeballs, or you're not getting enough conversions, or you're not fucking fulfilling it the right you need to be And it's the guys that are on the right half of the bell curve that stop overthinking it. <laughs> Chad just, retard versus virgin genius. Yeah. And just do it that make the big splash. I mean, th yeah, those guys make an impact because they can lead as well because yeah. they have the intellect. That was me first two years of my career. I was on the right half, bro. Like, I'm smart. I have 100%. a good IQ. I'm an intelligent individual. Dude, I, I get 100%. retarded sometimes. The first year, 2019, I dropped out of college 2018, end of 2018, and then, like, worked at the ski resort I worked at on breaks in college. What'd you do? What'd you do there? Uh, I, was a, I was a wrangler. So what the fuck does that mean? Basically, I hung out in the tubing hut. And with the, like, supervisors and just, like, shot the shit and, like, made sure things ran smooth. Like, okay. we needed to. Sometimes it would be, it would either be, like, super chill or, like, super hard. Yeah. Like, if it was packed, like, I'm putting tickets on people, stacking tubes, pulling them, like, working my ass off. Or it was slow and I was just, like, fucking kicking it with my boy Tom, who just so happened Tom. to be a fan of Shouts my, out Tom. my high school football team that I was pretty... Like a pretty good high school athlete with one of my buddies who's also a pretty good high school athlete and some other friends, whatever. Or whatever stuff. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so I worked there, saved up some money, and, like, just packed all my shit and drove to Florida. Like, I don't know, two grand or something like that. And, dude, that first, I don't even know, man. Like, I, I, I had success because I put myself in situations where, like, I was able, like, I worked for Ben Patrick. And so his, like, determinism like, kind of gave me a Determination? Path. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Determinism. <laughs> determination. <laughs> Sorry, tism's kicking in. Um, his me? determination and, like, the, the, the figure-it-out-ness mm -hmm. gave me enough structure to where, like, I could do well doing that, you know, and, like, personal train people and work online with his online community and recurring offer and then, like, build a women's class and a kid's class and work with some of the athletic teams, whatever, yeah. like, but in terms of then, but then on the side, I was doing like basically like e-com stuff or trying to do e-com stuff and then like service-based marketing. And dude, like so many, and it didn't click for me because I did so many things that whole time. None of the online stuff like really worked. Like I made some money and closed my first few deals, mm. um, but it didn't really actually like do anything for me mm. other than just change my beliefs a little bit. But then I remember I took a job with working for Jared. I left that working for Ben and started working for Jared. That's where you met Mike? What's that? Is that where you met Mike? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and then during that, like, some of the people I would meet in proximity to him, I realized, like, holy shit, dude, I know so much about fucking, like, marketing and, like, e-commerce. And, like, this guy that's, like, crushing it, like, doesn't really know what the fuck's going on. But he's just like click, like click the button, spend the money on ads. We do this a lot where we're like, yeah. 
We think through every scenario sometimes. And sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes it's a really bad thing. Yeah. Because if we just click the button, we'd get the data. And Most of the time, letter rip is just the best exactly. fucking route. But yeah. we'll, we'll, like, wow, what if we did it this way? Or, and then we'll do it for, like, four hours, and we come to the conclusion that the first way we were going to do it <laughs> was the right way to do it. <laughs> and if we would have just done it, then we could have done it ten times and yeah. had, like, an exponential And we've outcome. gotten so much better at I it. Wanted, I wanted to circle back to something you said. What was the name of that guy who just went on H3H3, Sebastian? Sebastian. So, so I don't know Sebastian personally, and I saw one of his takes about if you don't have a Lamborghini or whatever, like, you need to be serious, serious in your life. It was it was a touchy topic, right? And the delivery maybe is what caused more controversy. Yeah. But he was right in that if you don't have something, you need like what you see a lot of, and I talk to a lot of these guys on a like daily basis. I really want to become a successful freelancer. Yeah. I really want to be able to work for myself. Okay, what are you doing? Well, you know, whatever they go down that rabbit hole. Okay, so you don't want that? No, no, I do want that. No, you don't. You're experiencing a fuck ton of cognitive dissonance right now because you say you want this. But then your actions show otherwise. And so you have all these justifications. It's hard. It's this. I don't know enough. I don't do that. All that. Like, th that's what's happening. They don't even know what cognitive dissonance is. So it's like they don't understand that that's the block because it's the story they're telling themselves to make it accurate. So it's like, you know, what he said there was very accurate in that if you don't have that, you need to look at yourself and ask yourself, do I really want this? Yes. Okay. Why are you not taking the steps? To Dude, it's not, it's not sexy. It's not a sexy journey. If you were to look at my journey, my highlight reel, like if they actually, you know, the football player highlight reel where they're fucking like be tackled. Yeah, bro, it's I got Ray, fucking nasty it's, mixtapes. It's Ray Lewis just like, ah, and everything. Mine is literally just this. Just 10 hours of just, and it's a time lapse of my entire fucking career. Just, nah, that's it. It's not sexy. It's not, it's me that, oh, okay, on a call. Makes sense, right? Like that's my highlight type of my career is fixing that. It's not a super sexy journey. It's not Rolexes and Lamborghinis and fucking Dubai. Every single week. Yeah. That's not only on Tuesday. Like, I, but that's it. I, dude, like, I think when I, like, cause when you get started, you want all these things that you don't really want at all. Like, like what, uh, Ron mm -hmm. said to you, right? You want the lesson, you don't want the car, right? You can interchange the car with, 10k a month for me is like 20k a it's month, an external vehicle to try and figure yourself out or feel better about yeah, yourself and, yeah. and and like you don't really want these things that you actually think you want and like you know maybe three years ago too like i never wanted to be like working like all day long like just really cranking workout all day long like even maybe more recently than that like i wanted to work hard but have it be like very leveraged and like now hitting like i guess every financial goal post that you previously had that I previously had or maybe even like had exposure to even think I could want you know what I mean like mm -hmm. we've grown our stuff enough to the point to where it's like it like I didn't even really I don't know like I didn't have any preconceived notion of what comes next after that because I just didn't even know it was like oh fuck like I got you bro there's guys doing more than that you know what I mean and and now that I'm there it's like if you would have showed me what it looks like now I would have been like, nah, man, like, I'm good on that. I'm yeah. super good on that. And yep. But now I love it. It's well, crazy. It's because like, you fall in love with the process. Yeah, I know that's 100%. like a corny, cliche line, but it's it's very true in that you'll just eventually learn that, look, man, do you think a farmer is doing what he's doing because he's like, man, fucking corn is just the shit. Like, when he gets a bunch of corn. Oh, he gets, he gets fulfillment from it. It's Yeah, the hard work, him doing stuff he doesn't. Like, when I was saying earlier, like, I want to be at the end of my life and say that I'm right. The fulfillment is from that. It's that, yeah, like, what is the root word of righteous? Right. 
It's like there's a reason why that's there. You want to be able to be right. That's the fulfillment of the process of you figuring out the right path to go. And people that'll say it's subjective, right? It's it's nothing is true. There's no such thing as one truth. It's all accepted. Da, 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 back and forth. Look, I I fundamentally do believe there is a right way to live your life. And you know, people will debate you, and you can run in circles. This is why I have sometimes a kind of an issue with I think just intellectual individuals as a whole when they get in these debates. And my my friend Jack, Jack well, Donovan. Are you living that way? Is always the question, right? No, no, no. It's not that. It's not that necessarily. My friend Jack Donovan talks about this in his book, Way of Men. I'm going to plug his stuff because I love Jack. And I think that he's an interesting individual. I met him here in Arizona. Literally just at a gym. Walked up to him. Are you Jack Donovan? Because he just looked like it. And he was just like, yes. And we like, became good friends after that. I bought him a protein shake after that. Just picked his brain. Super normal dude. But amazing book, The Way of Men. And... A lot of what he talks about is you have no lack of these intellectuals trying to say, well, that's not what masculinity really is. Here's what masculinity is, and all this. And then here's what this really is, and here's what this really is, and everything. And it's, it is that, actually. It is, are you actually doing it? Are you actually living it? They're, they're, they're not. They're not. You're just not. You're not. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> Trust me, you're most definitely not that guy, pal. Yeah, execution I, I, versus like, theory. Yeah. I want to go back to the freelancers for, for a second. Like you mm -hmm. mentioned the freelancers, guys, they want this and that and da 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 but then they don't really want it. And if they did, they'd be anxious that the thing isn't oh, happening. Straight up, they'd, yeah. be, they'd be freaking out that they don't. No, they're but, just comfortable, they're, bro. They're, they're That's what chilling, it is. They're just you know. comfortable. That You got your job. You got your whatever. Like, you know, you smoke a little bit of weed on the weekends or whatever. Chill out. Watch some Netflix, you know. And that's that's probably what they want. You're just chilling. That, yeah, you want that more. And it's like, no, you like the idea of this. You don't want the truth of it. Do you think that the... <sighs> Like, Nick and I, and obviously you guys have it, too, just after spending two days with you. Um, do you think that just, like, a little bit fucking, like, screw loose, like, compulsive, obsessive, just, like, to go and... <laughs> do you think that that, like, trait that we all have or a lot of our friends have is given or created or how do you think you like oh how can you live in this world and not be a little bit crazy but that but, but some a lot of people aren't a little bit I, crazy i think i so do you think I it's just, given do you think like that, do you think like inherently like we just have this I thing that's going to compel it. us and compel us because like you couldn't sit around like you said you got your job at chick-fil-a and you're bar busting and it's like you had this itch that you had to scratch like what stops you from like what is the difference between oh just like Man, I'm I like, I, yeah, I think I want to, but then you just never push it off always. Like, well, why? I think it's the dark side. I genuinely think it's that Tim Grover talks about this all the time in Relentless and in Winning. He talks about this constantly. Have you ever read that book? I haven't. Oh, my God. I so see Colty talk about it all the time. That is a good book right there. Yeah. I read that book. I cried while I was reading that book. I was huh. like, damn, like this, this hit. I remember just being like, someone finally like explained me as an individual. And that hit I'm going like to order it. Yeah, grab that, dude. You give me one, too. Grab two, grab two. Four. Like, can you, can you get four books. How many yeah, Bobby needs? How many employees do we have? How many employees do we have? I don't know. I'll get fourteen. So what happens whenever you get serious? All of a sudden, <laughs> th 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 there goes that. <laughs> but fucking, what the book's talking about that I really liked is a good concept, man. Is like, you know, this dark side. This is that version of you that's just like, I want to beat everyone. What I'm saying earlier with me wanting to, I want to be right. I want to be able to say I was right. That's what it is. Like. That's the dark side, bro. Like, that's your version. Of you. I want to win. It's because in order for someone to win, someone has to lose. So if you want to win, you really want someone else Dude, to lose. I had a I had a tweet that went 
super viral like a couple years ago. You need or simultaneously have an ego problem that is the solution. Uh-huh. Or have an ego problem that simultaneously is the solution. So you think that's it for you? Like it was definitely that for me. Like I just probably thought I was I had an ego problem I, when I was nineteen. Like I definitely had I that. thought I was a fucking genius. I was a shit, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Like fuck you, pay Steve me. Jobs. Like I'm, yeah, the next I'm a Steve genius, Jobs. Yeah, I'm gonna change that. the world. Yeah, yeah. Still probably objectively true, but Let's like go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You think that's it? That was I had for that. You? I had that. I think a lot of what checked it and even to doubt was the mentors I had in my life to help me understand, hey, 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 whoa, bucko, bucko, like a like a bull just touching his head and all of a sudden he's calm. Like chill let me show you what it really is and then changing the frame helping so, me see something so back different. to my question do you think that that's just it's just inherent like the, if you don't have that craziness. like you're just fucked no i think i developed that i think i developed that how do you develop that and then you gotta want it if you sat there and told me that i want to become a like a ferocious competitor you can develop that. That's that doesn't. That's I, not I think that you're you born get with. experience. Like well, I mean, you can be born with it. That's for certain. If you were on the right parents and everything, you can I definitely th- change I, that. Well, though. I think I think inherently you can be born with it and have potential. But if you're put into an environment where it's just continuously suppressed, 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 it's not going to blossom. That's a very good point, right? Yeah. But you know, for me, it was experiencing quote pain or just like in terms of pain. I mean, like having being in a place I didn't want to be, yeah. being in college, hated it, felt depressed. Didn't didn't want to be there, and that experience of the negative started to bring it out. Where I'm like, wow, like what's possible here? Like what could like this isn't this doesn't feel right, you know? Nick logged into Google Sheets for the first <laughs> time. What can we build in here? <laughs> How many numbers can we count? Oh, look, I can add 12 numbers together at once. Ding, 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 ding. I got turned down at a college party once the two months I was there and found the Google Sheets. And that's when the monster was created. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, right? Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Logged into that G Suite for the first time. And I saw red. Well, actually, I saw green because it's Google Sheets, but I saw red. I put a color filter on my computer so, so the I Google Sheets red. red. I was wearing blue light blockers because I'm optimizing my hell. <laughs> no, okay, so to, to make it serious, I, I agree with you on that if it's suppressed. A lot of what enabled it for me, bro, was I just listened to so much Dan Pena. When I, I, I'm not, I listened to so much Dan Pena to the point where, like, I, I just, I actually thought that's the only way to be I, I think it all goes back to that exposure thing, yeah. right? Like, there's, there's, imagine there's a thousand touch points, a thousand yeah. people you talk to or experiences you have, and you start and to And which piece one's them the together. most successful? And you're like, well, that guy must be right. Right. You yeah. start to piece them together, and you're like, oh, well, they did this, and well, that's possible. Well, I have to be this person. To achieve something like that and do these things to get there. Yeah. Bro, I love Dan Pena. I, I know that there's like a <laughs> level of like, I don't agree with everything he says, but he's just so funny. I was watching him the other day. He's saying some crazy he's stuff. He's insane, bro. He's like, so crazy. Like people pay for the mastermind and then he just like insults them like completely. Like He'll just, he just, makes the most racist jokes up there. It's the funniest <laughs> thing, honestly, that they, they'll just sit there and be like, yep. And, and if they, if they argue with him, he'll threaten to kick them out. So he just says. Like he built his own platform. One of the one of the best things that he said was that, and this is like I think one of the main things I think changed the way that I viewed. I think just life, man. I don't remember where I was exactly. I think I was living in Scottsdale at this time. So if it was Scottsdale, this must have been twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. 
And it was him saying the best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. And he was yelling this. The best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. I remember just sitting there, like, absorbing this like a kid. Just, damn, he's right. And there was this one video, too. It was a, it was a lion. And it's this lioness. And she's, she's laying there and waiting. There's all these wildebeest running by. And she's like looking at all these wildebeest from by and she's just sitting there looking at all them and he's just like and he's like there's you there's you you stupid fucks and it's just I the line you, know, you sit there you sit there you sit there it first get ready You're in his net. yeah 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 first get ready first get ready maybe the next one maybe the next one the wildebeest and then there comes someone likes me and then just fucking lion jumps on the wildebeest and just jumps on the fucker and eats him <laughs> Maybe the next one, Ray. <laughs> and he's just he's just yelling this shit. And he afterwards just looks out into the fucking crowd. And he just goes, the only difference between me and all you motherfuckers is I have no fear. Once you become fearless, life becomes limitless. I remember being like, let's go, man. Like, <laughs> let's fucking go. And because I, I, I was so charged up. And there's a lot of good principles I in that. I remember posting that video on all my theme pages. And it yeah. going super you there, viral. You, you sit there, you sit there, you sit there. First get ready, man. Oh, man. Dude, that, but it's so true. But just because someone's telling the truth doesn't mean all areas of their life are successful. He straight up says, if you can, fuck your family and move to Saudi Arabia. Like, that's, <laughs> that's his advice. That's not the best advice, but he's like, and Sorry, then mom, change. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, move like, to Saudi Arabia. I'm going to get out of here. I'm he said, like, change your number. Like he's like, change your number and, and, and set your voicemail to, if you don't have my new number, fuck you. And then he said, that's what you need to do. And then change your number. Don't give your parents your number. Mike. <laughs> Bro, like, I love my mom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have... What, what was his reasoning? He, just if you want success. He said your family holds you back. I just don't. I don't agree with that. You know, I don't agree with that. Yeah, really. I think different different circumstances, right? Yeah, because if you... It's, I mean, he may have had that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everyone it's, had that. It's, it's so funny. Like, there's some aspect of truth in that. Sure. Like, what your mom wants for you is, like, safety. And you probably, like... I just want you to be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... And yeah, hanging like spending all your time with your family and just like getting caught in the same. It's like it's a comfortable thing, and like there's so there's little aspects of truth in that. It's so funny to see a little bit right? people like, like pretty much everything has some nuance to it. Yeah, you just, ever seen the environment thing where the lady's talking about global warming and Dan's on stage? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, and he talks. What are you gonna do? With the rising sea levels. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, now nah, you're full of shit. Shit, sit down. And she's just like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to finish. And I remember once I had a mushroom trip with a friend and he put this on and I was just sitting there and he's like, Nick. And he like put his arm around me and he went, he was cooking steak and he popped in real quick because he put the clip on. I was out of it. I was zoinked. I was just like, whoa, like just I'm watching this video. He puts his arm around me and he says, see Dan? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's the top 1% of the world. I was like, okay. And he goes, you hear the lady? Yeah. 99% of everyone else. And I was like. Okay. And then what you have is Dan and this lady's okay. just, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Sounds good, Bobby. Sounds good. Thank you. I mean, I'll just like sit here, whatever and stuff. And so I'm sitting here watching this video and like, you guys can look it up, look up Dan Pena. If you haven't seen this Dan Pena environment or Dan Pena environment debate or whatever with the lady. And this lady's just complaining about you're doing this and you're hurting this. And what about this? And what about that? And he's just like, nah, that's full of shit. That's dumb. That's stupid. That, and that, is basically 1% versus everyone else. No, it's dumb. You don't know. You're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about at all. They just, nope, 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 nope. That's it. Nope. Nope. But it, it was really, I remember just sitting there thinking about that, and I'm like, damn. That's what, like, when we think of 1%, we think of, you know, what, guy that got a Lambo or whatever, like, guy that's successful or he's in the 1% club. I, I don't think of that. I think of, like, 
people running the banks, running running things. I mean, that's even that's further. Yeah, that's even 1%. further. Right? I I legitimately one like, percent is seven hundred thousand dollars. I a think year. of like hyper assets. Like you own a business that does a bill a year. I'm guys like literal technical defi- definition. No, I, I is, get is I I get that, but yeah. I'm also when I think one percent, I just think. Top of the top, but right? that's so that was that's the real like when we should be thinking one percent. That's the real version of it. It's these elites who are literally just they look at everyone else. And they're just like fucking peasants. They're just you dumbasses. They just do, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically the argument is we're over here complaining about whatever. Like the banks are failing and everything, and they're just like now nah, you're full of shit. <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, I made man. a video about that. The banks are failing. I yeah. said yeah, the banks are failing. It doesn't matter. If you own a business and have a good product. I don't think it matters. And that's it. And everyone freaked out. Okay. When everybody, we, everybody needs when we a little say bit that. of country club elitism. Though. Yes. Yes. That. When we say it doesn't matter. Look, does it matter? Yes. But does it realistically matter in the grand scheme of things? I don't think so. No, no. I agree. Yeah. I think this is an old, crippling, dying system. I have a, system I have a way that a lot we I know we have to go yeah. eat steak and stuff like that or whatever. Well, whatever, you know, whatever. Something, um, like, something that like that, that whatever. Like, maybe uh, some steak. Maybe I mean, whatever, man. Like, whatever, or something. <laughs> Nobody knows the context <laughs> of that, so it's just... It's just <laughs> ten times better we don't even know the context <laughs> of it. <laughs> just when you got an inside <laughs> joke with yourself and you don't even have that explanation for it. That's amazing. We just got to keep it... Frank and just to the point with our what audience. Frank? Like, what type of Frank? Frank Kern? <laughs> Not Frank's Red Hot. That's for damn Frank's sure. Red Hot is really spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. we're fucking idiots, man. Like, the sooner you figure that out, the, the faster. They're going to see it in the vlog. This is yeah, coming out after the first vlog. They're That's, I think, why we just get along so well, too, is because, and, and I. I think this is with Walker. You're a as well. fucking goofball. I'm a dumbass at times, bro. Dude, I actually the, stupid. The video I have of you putting the music on and just. <laughs> I got into state, bro. <laughs> I was in state at that point. Did I not rip content after that too? You did, so you I did. know what I'm doing, dog. Yeah, I, I love it. I look, but but like I think that's especially something that I see with a lot of the guys in money Twitter. They're trying to take themselves so seriously. It's like every video is. <laughs> no matter what, the fucking <laughs> neck show it as well. They want to get all the muscles in the neck. Everything's them being super serious, a top G mentality at all times. I'm like, bro, I don't want to hang out with you. If you're gonna be oh, money this, money that. We've talked about the dumbest fucking shit all day long, <laughs> and it's been super fun. And I don't. And this is this is this is some real esoteric business advice right here. The less you talk about money in a business networking scenario, the more valuable you are to that group. Because what the fuck is everyone talking about all day long? Money, 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 money business. And you come in, you're like, and you're like, you're like the <laughs> Like that, you say that, and they're like, yes, yes, that is it, right? Well, I, and dude, I feel yeah. like people, people don't. <laughs> Especially in the online business space, it's oh my gosh, it's painful. Like I, yeah, like we're all kind of doing the same shit. Like at the end of the day, a little bit. Like that's what the globalists want. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, dude, I I don't want to spend time. Like I don't really like I work all day, so I don't want to hanging out with you if that's like. I'm not. I'm not trying to work at that point. Like I want to just like. I, I like moments where we we talk about what we're doing and like throw ideas. Yeah, it's back cool and to forth network with whatever. people doing dope shit for yeah. sure and learn from them and share ideas. But if whatever. it's a if it's a strategy but session, but like we don't need strategy. I love to pick I, your brain, dude. I get <laughs> way more value. I get way more value of like, like my friend, uh, one of my friends, like is a boat captain and flies planes and like just like a super like crazy interesting guy or like. 
you know, these little like eclectic people who are like doing their own little hobby thing. That's just like, dude, that's super fucking interesting. I love and hearing. they're super fulfilled with it, and they're just a yeah, great they're, and they're just interesting people. Yeah. Whoa. Who I I make landing pages send emails. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my <laughs> name's the email uh, landing page person. That's how most people I've appear never online. A, I've never touched like, a woman. Dude, like, you know you have like a first, middle, and probably last name, right? Like, I help blank to blank by blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bio. Like, dude, who are you? I, it's just, yeah, it's insane. Have a personality. If you're watching this, like, please, I, I, there's probably something inside of you that you have been suppressing because you're like, oh, like... You, know, you just don't want to have fun, bro. You think kinda, that being fun's a weird. No, shit. like people okay. think people think like, oh, like this is just like a weird thing, and like, oh, nobody really cares about that. But I love it. But it's like weird, and like they're not gonna think that's, that's the coolest sure, dude. dude I, that's probably the thing I would think is the coolest about you because I yep, promise you, up. I do not give a fuck what you do for work. I don't care about your. If I cared what you did for work, care. I would live in New York City, and I would. Murp, murp, hey, man, uh, what's what's going on in finance today, Phil? <laughs> Like every day. <laughs> just like, it's what's going on in finance today? Well, John, it's 7% up. Bro, that's great, Frank. <laughs> it's fucking hell, man. Yeah, that's that's what the globalists want you to do. That's the, so that's the agenda. So I have a way that I want to end this, and it kind of ties into what's happening right you wanna now. You want to end like, this? You want to end this? We have to end this? That's what they want. They want to end this. this? We, have, we have a res. The globalists. We had a res stand. at 730. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Do we just keep going? We got to wrap up, I think. Oh, so man. I wanted to. We had one of my one of my good friends, Drew, who's like, he knows everything about like the elites and like the occult. Like the he's like, he's Alex Jones on like four chan steroids, like with research and <laughs> like he just knows he has all of the facts. Like, they you ask like, him about anything. I, I was like, well, tell me about seventeen seventy six. He's like, oh, well, this so is crazy. Where do you want to start? Let's go here. <laughs> so we literally ended the podcast like us just probing him like a like a science <laughs> experiment. Like, go. hey, tell us about this. Go go. But no, no that's no. not what I want to do. Oh, I was like, send it. I'll do it. <laughs> but I want to know, if before we do what I want to do, mm. similar to that, mm. thank you, our little science experiment, do you have any last message that if they're an associate of the associates, that they would like to be associated with the message that you give to the associates of the associates? And perhaps maybe associated with you. <laughs> Is that like t- you tell me to plug my stuff? Is that what it is? I don't well, understand. No, yeah, I don't understand check, what that question you, is. We'll throw the CA link in the description, or if you have any other. If links. you had a, if you had a singular message for anybody, like if what is that? This podcast with something that you can implant into their consciousness. What would you seed into their minds? Something or whatever, maybe. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> I think the greatest freedom that we can ever experience is the freedom to enjoy your human experience. And I think that once you really start to understand that that is the greatest freedom you can give other people, it's the most valuable thing you can give to other people is allow them to live their own experience. You know, we, we stay here and we're, you know, shitting on OnlyFans and stuff like that. At the end of the day, I just know these are hurt people and hurt people hurt people and they don't really realize what they're doing. They want to just look at it very surface level. At the end of the day, you strip away all that stuff. They're still a human. Still love them as a human. I don't even know them. You have to have that compassion and empathy. But I don't think that um, that... What I'm saying here, the freedom for someone to have their own experience, that's not a um, what I thought for a very long time. That's not an excuse for you to just have no morals and no have, have no backbone. It's not it. You need to be able to accept people for who they are, but also understand you need to have a standard for what your life yeah. should be and what life should be. So Amazing. That's my voice spitting. It's so funny that there's like, oh, whatever stuff. And whatever like, stuff. Wow, bitch. Or like, Look at that. Like, we'll go. If we were 
with someone that we're working with that's like not also completely retarded like us, right? Like you are. Um, there, it's just like so funny. They'll hear us like go from like, and then like sit down, action, like, flip switch, like <laughs> yeah, okay, this yeah. hook and this funnel and this offer and this that. And they're just they're like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Because, <laughs> but it's so funny to me because we can flip back and forth with that, and then you just like flip gears it's, and like it's great to see another person that can do it and drop this like one like you just flip the switch and like put this like super like just profound one-liner down that's like really impactful. it was a couple lines but yeah it was great yeah, yeah, it was a couple point. liner so what's so the I special secret the, thing that you want to do and Wait, i want to end this what's the special secret drop some let's get the voices going bro, oh you've been man. doing it through the pod it's like, gonna be so huge these voices so are tremendous there's you know that's a great one but mine's way better <laughs> i i i was donald trump before everybody else was donald trump you know excuse me I personally have done so many Donald Trump imitations. It's so great. A lot of people, they try and imitate me. They try and do their own version of it, but they'll never get close. Excuse me. They, they'll never get close because they, they just don't know what it really is to be Donald Trump. Yeah, pretty well, bro. Excuse me. You know what he does is he'll go, he'll say, just start talking. Hey, Excuse me. Very unfair. Very rude. And then, and then he'll just keep rolling with the it. The best is the one with the uh, reporter. Then she's like trying to get it out. And he's like, go on, get it out. <laughs> Try to get it out. Try to get it out. You, you couldn't even get it out here. if you tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's so> funny. <laughs> you couldn't even get it out if you tried. It's so great. That's a good one. All right, I Alex Jones, monologue, go. They're freaking intergalactic demons. I'll say it. I'll say it. They're freaking intergalactic demons. They are invading our human consciousness. They're turning you into slaves. There we go. There we go. That's it. Who else you got? The podcast he did with Rogan is just all time. I can do all time. Tim Dillon's Joe Rogan. That's about it. I can't do Joe Rogan. You guys don't really know Tim Dillon, so I guess it wouldn't be that super funny. So we won't won't do that. I know who Tim Dillon is. You know Tim Dillon? He's got the podcast. He's got a really good. He got a what? He's got a podcast, right? Yes. And comedy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he has a really good Joe Rogan where it's literally like, it's not good, but the fact that he's so bought in that it's good, he's always like, yeah, man, it's me, Joe Rogan, man. (laughs) I'm going to open a comedy club. Here's another. Here's another. Another one? Who else you got? Who else you got? Yeah, Walker. man, it's me, Walker, Joe Rogan. Walker, who's like his top other... We get, Joe we, Rogan, The man. Trump is phenomenal. I could do the Alex Trump Jones is hilarious. Yep. What else? Oh, we need to hear the Jim Rohn on the podcast, though. I don't know if I can fire that fast right now. You got the Jim Rohn, though. Dude, stop the it. Jim Rohn was way too believe. easy when I saw it. Who else, though, Walker? You know. You see it every day. Jordan I can do Jordan Peterson really well. Just give me a concept, and I'll, I'll, I'll well, talk about whatever. it. Whatever. No, we did that earlier. Let's do another one. But that would be great. Let me, let me um, have some fun. I got it. Don't worry. Well, that's interesting. Oh, well, interesting. What exactly does it mean to be interesting? <laughs> you know, that's a good question because it's like, well, for, in order for something to be interesting, the exact opposite must exist at the same time. It must be not interesting. Right? And so then we take the root word of that, interested. In order to be interesting, you must be interested. Well, that's a great concept, right? It's like, well, where does that come from? I believe it was Jung that said that if you actually take all of man's sins and combine them together, that that would be more than enough. And it's like, it's like, yes, that's an idea. And that's a really good idea. And where did ideas come from? Well, that's a really great question. And you know, if you start looking at that, you'll really find yourself at the end of a question that maybe you don't want to be at the end of, bucko. That's not, there you go. See, I can riff on that one for a moment. You know, it's good. Yeah, I can do that one. Do Jim Rohn, do Jim Rohn. We're talking about the science of success. <laughs> in order to be successful, you have to go and you have to run the numbers up. You have to be successful. You have to do the things that you have to do. It has to be a requirement. You have to do the things. The things. 
the emails, the cold emails, the landing pages, the VSL, everything that you got to do, you got to do to be successful because that's what it takes to be successful. <laughs> I love, I love the gym road. That one's fun because literally all that is really fast and then just slow down a lot and then just go really fast and slow down. That was amazing. This is, this is so funny to me and it's, it's just hilarious, man. Like this is how we function like day to day. Like we got the vlog. Job. Remember, the, remember the month Walker where it was feels. just the Italian voice? What's the, the matter for you? you talking about Whoa. the Italian voice? Hey, what's, what's the, the matter for you? What the fuck is going on here? You think you'd be yelling at me like that? Lou, go and <laughs> look, buddy. You keep fucking lipping off. I'm going to send you down to Cousin Vinny at the docks. All right, and, uh, you got to listen up. He's going to fit gonna you up. Hey, hey, He's going to fit hey, you up with some fucking concrete hey, you wanna colossus, talk about, okay? You want to talk about the good. rules? You want to talk about the rules? I call the fucking shots, all right? <laughs> I'm the motherfucking one that calls the motherfucking shots, all right? So you want to come around here with your fast-talking gunslinger shit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. All right, who else? Who else can we hit? I can oh, do man. Al Pacino pretty well. Let's see your Scarface. Should I just do that monologue? Sure. Chico, first, we got the money. Then, we got the power. Then, we got the women. You know, the best, the best line of that entire movie is literally him just going like, you need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. And he's all drunk, like stumbling. He's like, so what I make you? Better than me? No. You just know how to hide. How to lie. <laughs> me? <laughs> he's like standing at this way. He's like, me? I never lie. Or no, he says, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Chico. <laughs> Fuck it, I love Scarface. Scarface Wait, what wrong. about McGregor? I'm not too good at McGregor, honestly. Really? Um, no. All these little money Twitter kids. Running around with the money Twitter. What the fuck are you doing? I'm going to do that a little bit. I, you know what? But I, it's just that one I don't give clip. a fuck what Eddie thinks. I, <laughs> I just like that clip <laughs> where it's like, hey, beep, uh, salam alaikum. And uh, Connor, congrats about whiskey. Hey, you cannot say congrats about whiskey and salam alaikum in the same <laughs> sentence. And he goes, oh, what's you going to do about it, mate? Smash him then. Smash him. Do something about it then. <laughs> that shit's fucking great. But that was such a fucking cold, hey, you cannot say salam alaikum and congrats about whiskey. And then just puts it down, just staring at the guy. I'm like, fuck, man. I love Khabib. I love Khabib. I, I, I could pump out a few more. Any other good more. ones that come to mind? Walker, feel free to contribute to what you've seen in your past experiences oh, with my associate Nick. It's me, Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams is like, worst one? I run Robin Williams' game all day long. I'll fucking, I'll be getting, like, Walker will walk into my room. Walker will walk in. He'll walk into the, into the unit, and he'll just be like, what's up? I'm like, oh, it's Walker. Walker's here. Oh. <laughs> That's my Robin Williams. <laughs> Isn't the best to work in progress? Do that. I can do Liam Neeson and Taken. Joe Biden. I can do Joe Biden. <laughs> Which one do you want, Liam Neeson and Taken? Or Sleepy Joe. You're Sleepy Joe. Well, it's like, you know, what do you do? You, you take a dollar, you put it on the ground, pick it up. It's a nickel. It's like, you know... Put a can of sardines on that and you have yourself a meal. That's <laughs> so, sometimes it's like, you know, people people try and people try and think, you know, what about back in the day when cherries really were where they needed to be on the tree? It's like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> And that's like, yeah. So accurate. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh, You're sitting there like, where the fuck is this guy going? <laughs> this <laughs> sentence. Dude, I think it's sardines. It's a meal. <laughs> it's a meal. And it's like, well, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I used to work on the rail yards. And it's like, 
Joe, you didn't work on a rail. <laughs> just like, let me get through it. Oh, my God. I think one of the funniest things about all of this is, like, the impressions are great, obviously. You can see I'm, like, a 9 out of 10 on some. I'm, like, a 5 out of 10 on others, you know? Those are all pretty good. I wouldn't give you lower than a 7 on all any right, of thanks. those. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but it's super funny to me. Like, I understand because I have put out so much content and written so much shit and like made so much music or just like fucked around in the doll and like done so many creative things that like it's a muscle and once you just fuck around with the muscle enough it grows and you get strong and you have that just like there's certain like once you're enough of a done enough yeah, well, enough of an autist, but also just like a creative. I'm an autist. Like, we, you can, I can do it. I know a few other people who can do it. Like, you can just manufacture shit at will, on command, yeah. because you've just created enough things enough times to where it's like, I don't know, part of it, I think you, you learn to just quit judging, like, inputs as you're putting them in, which allows you more inputs. Do you want to you know, get, you know the reason why? Why? We'll end on this. We'll end on this area. Right here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're kind of retarded. We're <laughs> just kind of retarded. That's it. That's a good thing to end on. Amazing. Episode 27. We're done. Wow. Hold on. Buy his shit. Oh, yeah. Also, links in the description. Yeah. A good copywriter, then, like, maybe you, you should, like, like, if you, like, want to learn how to, like, sell like, clients and stuff, yeah. book a yeah. call or something like, like that. Whatever, stuff that like that. Can, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to, like, I don't know. Right just take me. out your credit card and buy in, whatever. Yeah, and goodbye. Like that. Episode 20. All jokes aside, guys, if you want to get hold of me and just chat with me, Nicholas Verge on Twitter, like, you can just yeah. DM. Don't shoot me no stupid shit. I will ignore you. I check every DM. I will ignore you if it's some dumb shit. So, facts. Facts. See Oh, Lois. <laughs> I can do, I can do, I can also do Joe. Hey, Peter, you want to go to the clam? <laughs> I can do that. I hear Peter. Oh, Lois. Uh, that one's hard. You know who I can do really well? Stewie. No, I can't do Stewie. I can't do Stewie. I can do Marge Simpson from The Simpsons. Let's hear it. Oh, help me. <laughs> that's that. I can do like a couple words with them and that's it. Oh, help me. I really like this long socials thing. They're growing my brand on Instagram. <laughs> oh, Lois, we should end the podcast. <laughs>